If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And listen, guys, that's not, that's not, that's, that right there, that's not how you're normally used to hearing this show kick off. It's because, unfortunately, our buddy Steve, not here this week because he and his lovely wife, Cindy, had to evacuate because of a goddamn hurricane named Ian. So everybody, send the good vibes and stuff their way. I'm glad they got the hell out of Dodge. I was real worried about him. <coughs> As a result, Steve was like, yeah, I don't know if I can record this week. And I was like, well, you goddamn better. All right? <laughs> the people are expecting you, my dude. No. I was like, no, of course. I've got, I've got a couple of break glass in case of emergencies episodes in my head for High Potion in case something like this uh, ever arose. So that's what we're going to do. And I'm not just going to be sitting here fucking babbling at you guys by myself. No, I got a special guest. Some say one of the most special guests. It's my co-host from the Blue Harvest podcast, Mr. Will Witten. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. Buddy, thank you so much. You know Steve appreciates it. You know I appreciate it. Oh, like, Dude, I, I'm happy to be here for you guys. I'm sad that I have to be here because... Steve's in the line of fire, but uh, I know, I'm and, sure glad they evacuated. And I know Steve's bummed that the the first episode that you're on, he is missing from because we have a Will Witten appearance planned for the podcast in the future. We just got to finish mm -hmm. a game that we're all playing together, um, right? But you know, the time will come, so Will will be showing back up again before too long. Um, and so. Guess what we're going to talk about this week, you guys? You certainly didn't see this coming, given how much I won't shut the fuck up about playing Fortnite with Will. Yeah, we're talking about Fortnite. I, Might as well just go ahead and get the poison. Let, just fucking rip the Band-Aid off. I can mm -hmm. audibly hear you guys rolling your eyes. Don't be looking your nose down at Fortnite. Listen to two guys who've played a lot of Fortnite over the last couple of months. Really fucking talk about it. So Yeah, like... I can go ahead and admit to you that I was a, uh, I was a Fortnite poo pooer. Me too. I was the, I was like, oh, Fortnite's for the kids, and I'm not into that building a bunch of crap. And we don't build. We don't build. You know, I was like, oh, PUBG is more my speed. But I have to tell you, once I got in there and I started playing around, I was like, oh, uh oh, oh, oh this oh. is fun. I get oh, this. I get yeah. the feel of this. I see why people like this. Yeah. So we'll. We'll talk a little bit about our um, newer experiences with Fortnite because both of us did come into it sort of late in the game. Um, you know, the first time... I So I had played Fortnite a couple of times before you and I started playing it together. I played it once when they had the um, Infinity Gauntlet event back in the day where you could collect all the stones and turn into Thanos. And I thought that was... I was like, oh, this is neat. Like, this is... But I never went back to it. And then, you know, earlier this year, they put out um, skins for the Book of Boba Fett when that was on air. And I was like, well, I mean, I got to get I got to go buy the Boba Fett skin just in case I ever do decide to start playing Fortnite. And I dicked around a little bit and played as Boba Fett, but it didn't really take hold until, I don't know, last couple of months, maybe month and a half. It hasn't been that long that Will and I have been 
unabashedly obsessed with Fortnite. So yeah, you had it. mentioned uh, getting on there for the Boba Fett scan, and I was like, you know what, dude? If you want to play, I'll play Fortnite with you. And and I said, like, okay, download it. Yeah, and I did. I just I went right away. You and I have done that on a couple games. Some mm-hmm. of the, uh, I, I, I say not kitty games, but like Minecraft. You know, we had a stint where we were playing Minecraft there for a while. It was a was lot of fun. fun. So um, as a result of my new job that I started in my new schedule, like and everything else is going on in my life i spend my days like a a a, a woman out to sea uh, or, or her, whose husband's out to sea waiting for him to return home meaning i get off of work and then i wait for will to be ready and we play <laughs> that is what i look forward to every day yeah and then fridays oh when fridays kick off and we know steve's going to be there maybe nick and jeff too like that is the full on party but yeah. the majority of my video game playing time lately, when I'm not working on one of the handful of games that Steve and I are playing for the show, has been playing Fortnite. So mm-hmm. I figured, what the fuck? Why don't we get like an episode out of it? Um, but before we d- dive into um, the Fortnite of it all, I wanted to give you a little bit of a of a video game quiz about our buddy Will. I wanted to learn a little bit more about our buddy Will Ooh. and his video gaming history. So, buddy, you and I are a couple of years removed in age. I'm a, a couple of years older than you. So I do think mm-hmm. that's enough time to have maybe some different earlier video game experiences. But I'm almost certain both yours and my first console was the same thing right what was your first video game console my first video game console was the nes the original nes mm-hmm. nintendo mine too i think i got the super mario 3 nintendo oh nice so that's I think it, that's your earliest gaming memories are the the nes what it, obviously super mario 3 were there any other standout games that you remember like playing a lot oh of course um and now you know, my mom doesn't necessarily buy me a bunch of NES games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I might get one for Christmas or something like that. But for some reason, there was some sort of windfall, and we inherited a bunch of cartridges from somebody that was having a garage sale or getting rid of stuff where it's like, I know your kids like Nintendo. Here's all these games. And uh, so all of a sudden, I was just flush with a bunch of games I had never oh, played. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. You know, I had Link 1 and 2 and California games. I, for some reason, I remember playing California games a lot. You know, the different <laughs> events you could play. I mean, the hacky sack eaten, and shit. Hacky sack and the bike in and getting eaten by the shark on the top of the surfing level. Like, um, Now, some of the harder stuff, I didn't like get into like some of the more complicated and hard stuff. So, like Castlevania, I never made it to the end of a Castlevania mm-hmm. or... You know, I, I very rarely saw the end of boss levels in any of these games as a little kid because I was born in 1985, which I believe is when the NES was first introduced. And I don't think I got my NES until like 1990, right. maybe 90 or 91. Which was um, around the time Super Mario 3 was coming out. Right. Up. Um, and so, you know, my mem- memories of Nintendo are very Mario centric, you know, uh, Super Mario 1 and Duck Hunt. You know, I played a lot of that. Super Mario 2, Super Mario 3. And then I made the terrible decision. My, I, 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 when I was growing up, I didn't come from affluence. So, like, I was like, Mom, I want, like, a Super Nintendo and a Sega. You know, just, a, you know, as a stupid six-year-old kid, why would you ask for both, right? And, of course, my mom's like, you know, we can only get one. Decide which one you want. And, you know, trying to be ahead of the curb, looking into my crystal ball and thinking that the Sega Genesis was the future of gaming, I chose the Sega Genesis. It seemed more badass, seemed a little more grown up, and the handful of games I had for the Sega were kick-ass. They were great games. But in retrospect, now as a grown-up, I wish I had chosen the Super Nintendo. There were way more games, you know, multiplayer aspect, just... You know, the glut of good quality games on the Super Nintendo, I feel like it's something that I missed out on, you know, growing up. I see. I think it's a grass is always greener on the other side thing. Like, listen, I think you missed out on some incredible games uh, 
for the Super Nintendo, and I would say between the two libraries, which library was more influential to me as a future gamer and the kind of shit I'm into, it was the Super Nintendo. Because that's where I discovered Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana. And, you know, it started my obsession with Japanese role-playing games, right? But there's really good shit on the... I don't think there is... I don't think either one is the quote-unquote wrong choice, right? I just think they're different and offer different experiences. Um, Because I... There are some Sega Genesis games that are still my favorites to this day. I've talked about how much I love Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or the Streets of Rage and Golden Axe series. Like, And I know it was engineered this way to be aimed at older kids and a little more mature games, the Sega Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just uh, that was probably the issue was that I made that choice at like, nah, like maybe six or seven years old. And uh, probably would have been better benefited from the games on the SNES instead of the Sega, because you know my mom was my mom was the Mortal Kombat. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. The Mortal Kombat Panic came out oh, around yeah. the time I was getting the Sega Genesis, and my mom was like, "Son, you are never getting that Mortal Kombat game where they rip in people's chests and pull their still beating hearts out. You will never play that game." I was like, "All right, mom, <laughs> fine." Fine, I got you, Mom. Got yeah, you. and little did she know, years later, you'd be sitting next to your fat lump friend Halls playing Mortal Kombat. Get about, over here. Yeah, talking about getting freezed. Frozen, freezed. Wolf, freezed, I said. Jesus. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then, uh, sort of where are... So, uh, I know I tell this story on Blue Harvest, but they always say... You know, every episode is potentially someone's first episode. So I love recapping this story the first time Will and I ever met. Um, So I lived in a house in Starkville with a bunch of other people. One of these people, a real asshole type, used to tell me about his friend Will. And he would tell me things about Will and being kind of like snide and snarky about it. But everything he told me, I was like, I don't know, man. I think that's cool. So he'd be like, oh. Will plays Dungeons and Dragons. And I would be like, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is awesome. And so all I knew about Will was he was friends with one of my roommates. He played Dungeons and Dragons. Seemed like a cool dude, right? Yeah. The first time I ever see Will in person, Will is walking back to his dorm from the shower. He's got a a towel around his waist. He's looking suave. And I'm dropping my roommate off at on campus. And I just stick my head out of the window. And because I'm a fucking idiot, just to mess with this dude that I don't know, I go, hey, Will, hugs, not drugs. Why I say that? To this day, I don't know. It's just what came to my mind. <laughs> Will would realize later that I'm kind of one of those people that likes to fuck with people a little bit. You know what I mean? Go figure. Uh-huh. Little did I know, made R- Will real paranoid. So that's Will's first interaction with me. Yep, that was fun. And then the next time I interact with Will is at a party at the house I live in. We used to have these big parties. We'd grill out, drink. They were cool. There was the music. Coolest, like Coolest college parties I ever went to. There was a pool. Like It was actually, like, I look back on that, and I was like, those weren't half bad parties. Seems uh-huh. exhausting to my ass now, but back then, it was a lot of fun. And Will comes in, and he's with a date. Now, your boy Halls, right, your old pal Halls, been well established that i'm not necessarily the most socially adapt right uh if if i'm if i'm gonna give myself a little bit of a diagnosis here i think i fall somewhere on the spectrum as they would say you know what i mean i don't necessarily (laughs) back that up i remember that night well and you were sauced up and i was sauced up buddy i was real drunk i was sauced up off of sparks if you guys remember those (laughs) the orange soda alcoholic energy drink that came in tall boy cans that looked like double a batteries sauced up on spark drinking it out of a plastic movie theater episode three commemorative cup right oh my goodness And Will comes in, and I'm like, oh, man, that's that dude, Will. I want to go hang out with this dude. New dude. Let's see. Like, I I, I think I like the shake, uh, the the cut of this guy's jib. You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, what do I do? I know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go up to him, and he likes Dungeons & Dragons. I like Dungeons & Dragons. 
I'm going to go up and that's going to be the icebreaker. So I, I roll up to Will, drunk, real drunk, and say, hey, Will, when are we going to play some Dungeons and Dragons? Meanwhile, Will, he's on a date. Maybe he's not looking to talk about Dungeons and Dragons in front of his date. Gets real nervous and he's like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> you are one of the most drunk people I've ever encountered in my life and you're talking to no. me about playing Dungeons and Dragons. No, no, no. I probably was like, yeah, sure, totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we should play some Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Yep, and then one, another one of my favorite Will stories, and Will loves to tell this story too. Blowing my rep, lady in the house. Exactly. He was Ixnay on the Ungeons and Agons Dre, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to impress a lady here. I say, whenever you tell the story, I, I, have, to, I have to add this part. I, I, I may have seemed embarrassed at the time, but I was glad that you came up to speak to me and that uh, we had that interaction. Uh, and it in no way affected my ability to score later on that night. So you have nothing okay. to be. Hey, man, I, look, I didn't think I've seen Will Witten's game in person. You can't really slow that game down. I didn't think I affected it. I just <laughs> think I've, I like I was like, I want to hang out with this dude. Like, I want to play some Dungeons and Dragons. You made the right call. You made the right call. That then, was your end and you played it well. Then like a couple of times I took Will. And one of my roommates out, maybe underage drinking, because I was twenty-one. You know, hey, he we'll was the to- cool dude. I'll buy the, the drinks. Cool dude. Um, we hung out. We listened to a little music. Will and I discovered we both liked the Beatles. That was a good uh-huh. end. And tenacious D. And tenacious One time, me and Will did karaoke mm. uh, as tenacious, uh, doing tenacious D. So, like, we we kind of became acquaintances slash you know friends that would hang out when the party was going on. Then, in the do you want to go do karate in the basement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, when it really fucking kicked in, was the winter of 2006 when the PlayStation 3 came out and Will yeah. moved into my house. Will was now uh-huh. my roommate, and Will just got a fancy ass Xbox 360 in Gears of War, right? Yeah, yeah. And the whole time. And- let me uh, and let me preface that at this point in my life, I am two things. I am a PC gamer because I play World of Warcraft. That's the only game I play on my PC, and I am a fervent PlayStation fanboy. Coming off of yes. the PlayStation One and the PlayStation Two, the PlayStation Three release to me is the biggest event of 2006. I am very very excited. I got one pre-ordered. It's already paid off. All I got to do is pick it up when it comes out. The day the PlayStation 3 releases, I get a call from my local GameStop that says, hey, man, uh, we're getting fewer PlayStations than we thought, so you can't pick yours up yet. We'll let you know when yours comes in. And this became Will Witten's Comedy Central roast of the PlayStation oh, 3. <laughs> that was my bit. Mm-hmm. Like That was my introduction to the bit. Yep. Yep, and Will masterfully used the bit to get under my skin like i would see will and he'd go hey how's that playstation 3 i'd be like oh you motherfucker <laughs> i always tried to i always tried to start with the, a neutral comment I'm like hey man what's going on and then you know but how's that playstation 3 oh you bastard and then i finally get my playstation 3 the first game will and i ever play together because before this i would watch will play my roommates in um Super Smash Brothers, quite often. Will was owning, by the way, undefeated. (laughs) Really good at the 64 Super Smash Brothers. 64 Super Smash was my jam. The first game Will and I play together is split-screen multiplayer resistance fall of man, if any of you guys remember that PlayStation 3 launch title that was like a World War II era shooter with fucking aliens. It was like their big, one of the big launch titles. And I remember Will being like, I mean, it's fun. Like, I'm enjoying it, but it just doesn't feel right. This game doesn't feel great. And meanwhile, me, died in the wool fucking PlayStation fan, is like, no, man, this is great. Really trying to make Resistance Fall a man happen. It wasn't happening. It was not happening. And then, one night, Will's like, you should play uh, Gears of War with me. You should play the campaign. We'll play it co-op. And I was like, I don't know, man. I was sounding like a real old fuddy-duddy being like, 
I don't know about the Xbox controller. I've never played it, Xbox. You know, it, I was being the same way about the PlayStation. Yep. You know, I hadn't had a PlayStation since a PlayStation 2. And then in high school, you know, I got the original Xbox to play Halo and Morrowind. And then from ever, you know, I stuck with Xbox and until ever since. I haven't had a PlayStation since a PlayStation 2. Then, So this is the quick timeline of it. Will and I play the Gears of One campaign through multiple times. Multiple Beat times. breaks off that bitch. Just anytime we were hanging out, let's, because this is before Horde mode. And, and we're not really playing yeah. online a whole lot. I'm not comfortable enough to play online yet. But we play that campaign through several times. Then we start playing the Halo 3 beta a little bit together. Mm -hmm. Not too long after that, I moved to Birmingham. Will stays in Starkville. And so we can't game together. I have a PlayStation 3. Will has an Xbox. I have a PC that you helped me build, and we Mm -hmm. played WoW on the PC for a while. That is, that's, I forgot. We have to mention we did, in fact, play World of Warcraft together for the uh, launch of, of Burning Crusade. I donated mm-hmm. some parts from my PC to your PC when I was getting some for my, like replacing some in mine. Mm-hmm. We sort of Frankensteined you a PC together to get it going. Um, so, yeah, we played World of Warcraft. I move away. I'm hanging out with Steve. He's playing Halo 3. He's playing Dead Space. All these cool fucking games on the Xbox. And eventually... I, I realized, like, shit, I need to get a 360. One of the best decisions I've ever made. The 360 is one of the uh, best, con- my favorite consoles of all time. And and you started with maybe the coolest Xbox 360 that was ever made. <laughs> yeah, I did get the Halo 3 Xbox 60. It was like that Master Chief green with, like, a Master Chief green controller. It was sick. Do, it was cool. Do you remember how long I had to fight to keep that 360 alive? Do you remember the I amount do, of times I took it in to get repaired at the 360 repair center here in town? You and me both. Yours and my Xboxes mm-hmm. probably spent three or four trips to that repair spot, always for something different. And so <laughs> then it becomes possible for me and Will to play games together through Xbox, you know, through Xbox Live. Then Will moves in with me in Birmingham. We're doing the, the, this would be ours. And then from that moment, that is where Will and I really kicked into playing some games together because we both had separate TVs set up in the living room. So if we were playing Halo together online, we're sitting right next to each other playing Halo. Stony baloney all night long. Yeah. Steve comes over. There's Street Fighter tournaments or Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter tournaments. That's what I remember. You know what I mean? Like, castle crashers were playing castle crasher any excellent game you can think on of on the 360 from gears of war 2 gears of war 3 like we go through the whole gamut playing stuff if we're not playing together we're usually playing something separately and sort of like checking out each other's games um but it was a real good time it was a real good time those were the golden days of video games man 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 and now Will and I still do the same thing. He lives, you know, in Mississippi. I live here. We're constantly hanging out on Xbox Live. Steve's in there a lot of the time. You know, our buddy Nick and Jeff. And once again, if we're not playing a game together, there's a good chance we're all playing a game and still hanging out and talking, you know, while we're playing a game. Which, uh, I got to tell you, one day I'm going to figure out how to pay back you and Steve for keeping my ass sane this year. Whatever. <laughs> you guys have really taken a bullet for your boy Halls because this year has been rough. And like I said. Every minute hanging out with you is You guys totally really give me it. something to look forward to. And what do I look forward to nowadays? Fortnite. Fork knife. Little fork knife. Um, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, buddy, I did a little research about Fortnite because I you know like I remember when Fortnite started to become a thing right and 
And I do too. Seeing it, you know, sort of grow and and then like big events happen, then it like it's always around. It's sort of omnipresent. But I, I wanted because I I didn't have like the sort of timeline of it in my head all down because I know when Fortnite initially lo- launched, the battle royale mode was not in it. Yeah, like, I was gonna say from what I remember when Fortnite launched, it wasn't didn't have a battle royale. And then there was this big wave of news about how, you know, everything's adding a battle royale. There's a battle royale in Fortnite and Arma and PUBG and Right. So the development of Fortnite actually started shortly after Epic Games published Gears of War three in two thousand eleven, right? Um and they started working on it at that point. And Fortnite's initial release, which is the mode that they call Save the World, like there's three different modes in Fortnite now. There's Save the World, there's the Battle Royale, which it's obviously most famous for, and then there's Creative Mode. <clears throat> but Save the World is what Fortnite was when it first released, and it released as like one of those early, early access titles. And it was essentially like a tower defense horde mode multiplayer game where you built you built defenses Mm -hmm. and stuff and fought waves of enemies and then apparently PUBG comes out sells a ton of copies and they realize hey with this engine and shit we've put together we could easily make a (laughs) Fortnite battle royale and they did and the rest is motherfucking history at this point it is it became synonymous with battle royale game It, it, it became the the paragon for a battle royale game when somebody thinks battle royale they think fortnite Mm -hmm. they don't i mean i mean i could be misspeaking here but as far as anyone any other gamers that i've spoken to like when you talk to people about battle royale the first thing that comes to mind is fortnite i would say fortnite is a big one obviously probably the biggest um i would say now warzone the call of duty version is probably Uh up there as well um, I played that for a long time and got really frustrated with cheaters, you know, PC cheaters, because that takes the fun out of the game. Like, what the fuck is the point playing a game where you have one life to get owned by somebody that's fucking cheating? Yeah, but I digress. And, and I'm sure that happens in Fortnite, too, with it being um, cross-platform and stuff. But I'll say this, in the in the amount of times we've played, I can't recall too many if any at all shenanigans like moments where i was like eh, something seems a little fucked up in this situation you know i agree i um, agree but i'm sure it happens it happens in everything yeah. unfortunately um yeah and and it wasn't that i was ever adverse to the battle royale concept right but i didn't really dig PUBG, and i gave PUBG a lot of time to like sink in and and like do it for me i played a lot of PUBG yeah. for a while there and it just never i never got it like i was like i just i felt like every game of PUBG, and, and part of this falls on my own skill level with PUBG was drop in spend a lot of time finding cool shit die like get shot twice die and then i got to start die with the cool shit yeah, yeah and the in the matches always took so long like a so long a match of PUBG would be like 45 minutes to an hour i got limited gaming time two two matches three matches of PUBG, which where i don't get a single kill or maybe eke out a single kill it just was not my jam right so like my initial experience of the battle royale genre wasn't necessarily the best right and i plenty of people you goose steve nick jeff our buddy jeremy for sure were way better at PUBG and got way more like a way better experience out of it i would say Um, the thing about PUBG is all the attachments for the weapons are so damn complicated that's one of the enjoyable things about fortnite is you know there are color-coded tiers of, of weapons you know common rare on you know uncommon they do the mmo style right where gray <laughs> right. is the lowest then green then blue then purple then uh gold or orange right like, i don't have to worry about switching attachments mm-hmm. holding on to them you know all that other bullshit and then 
using the weapons is very intuitive and very easy. Mm-hmm. Using the weapons in PUBG is a pain in the ass. It's like using chopsticks to use your controller. I don't know why it feels like that, but I feel like hitting a snipe, hitting a sniper shot in PUBG was one of the fucking hardest things to do. You know, having to account for like wind and elevation and bullet drop over distance, like. And I don't know if that translates to the other weapons as well, but the weapons were so unpredictable. You know, you didn't know what weapons you could rely on in what situations. And and <clears throat> you don't really have that in Fortnite. Yeah, and, and another thing that makes a big difference for me between the two, because I've played some other um, uh, Battle Royale games. I tried that one that was like Spellbreaker or whatever. Yeah. Steve and I were playing it for a while. It was decent, but never really got into it. Um, I never played Warzone, um, but uh, the thing that I find about Fortnite versus PUBG is, and and maybe it's different now, I haven't played PUBG in years, but PUBG was janky as shit, dude. It was. There was some serious jank in that game. Um, And sure, like I've had janky moments in Fortnite, but... 98% 98% of the experience of playing that game is buttery smooth. <laughs> like it is polished, polished. It is fun. It is wacky. Like it, 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 there's something about it that just, uh, it, it took a it's second whimsical, like, you know, so uh, Will and I start playing, right? We play our first three or four matches the night we start playing and we get victory royales in all four back to back. Obviously, you're playing a lot of bots at first. Like, that's how they ease you in. But it it, it worked. Like, I was like, holy shit. Maybe I'm all right at Fortnite. <clears throat> Maybe this is my Battle Royale game. And then, like, it slowly starts inter- introducing more real people until, you know, you get to the point where that's all you play against. Mm-hmm. And then, like, not for nothing, they know how to do microtransactions in this game. Like, yeah. There is this a, is probably the best store I've ever seen in a game, right? Like, there are daily new items, mm-hmm. there's weekly items, monthly items. And I know that may be the case for every online store, but the sheer level of content and the variety of content and how all of it is epic level. Like, all of it is... so. All right. Choice. So I think we need to address, like, you know, a big thing with Fortnite, I feel like ever since the the in-game crossover or whatever, is this, you know, pop culture crossover shit that they do. The intellectual properties that pop yeah, in and out of there. where they're kind of like Funko Pops, where it seems like, damn, Funko Pop has, or Funko has the fucking license to make pops of everything. Everybody, yeah. It seems like Fortnite has the license to make skins for just about everything. Like, it is, in a weird way, it's kind of like Ready Player One, where everybody is able to then express, like, what they love in pop culture or what they just think looks like a cool character. Absolutely. Like, That's a good example. Like, you know, the addition of Star Wars skins is great, and obviously that was the initial draw for me, but... The way they handle licensed shit in Fortnite is so creative and they do such a good job with most of it that it's like, yeah, I know it's microtransactions. They're trying to get me to spend money, but like they do a really good job with it. (laughs) They do a really good job of tempting me to spend uh, money on digital skins that could just disappear one day. But like the Boba Fett skin looks incredible. Uh, Really does. The, Darth Vader skin looks amazing. The the Dragon Ball skins that they released a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back. Look really good. Look really good. And they all have cool accessories and shit. I got the Xenomorph and Ripley from Aliens. And they're and both they look amazing. Awesome. Like they do such a good job. It's it's not just Okay, so we got the license to do Marvel characters. Let's, you know, put in a couple of the most popular Marvel characters and call it a day. No, like, they've got Psylocke from the X-Men in there. The last movie she in was in was awful. It was the, the Oscar Isaacs X-Men movie. Like, Age of Apocalypse. They're not just bringing the heavy hitters from the MCU. 
there's a lot of that, you know, you you do see like your Captain Americas and your Thors and stuff, but they got like Cable and Psylocke and Daredevil and as a Marvel guy, it's really fucking cool. I would say deep cut characters, right? Deep cuts when it comes to characters from both the Marvel universe and the DC universe. Yep. And a variety of costumes, a variety of costumes for those deep cut characters really helps with that. And then, like, they all have, like, matching glosses. So, like, you know, in case anybody isn't aware, I'm sure you are. But, like, a Battle Royale game, the concept is, like, the movie Battle Royale. 100 players drop onto a map, and you, you fight it out to see who the last person standing is. Or, in our case, the last team of two standing, because we play duos. <clears throat> and there's, like, a uh, energy... Um, storm that constantly shrinks making the map smaller and funneling people into like an end point where the final battle will take place but like when you jump in you use a glider and everybody has like unique gliders and shit where like i've got a, a ghost rider who's got his fucking motorcycle as the yeah. the glider it's and it looks really good um, i have a shuttle titerian mm-hmm. yep and I have the ability for TIE fighters to escort me in, you know, as my contrail when I'm going down. And that's just the license side of it. The license side of it is incredibly strong. Like, right now, the battle pass that's active right now, like, the the ultimate reward for that is Spider-Gwen from Into the Spider-Verse. Immediately, I'm getting that battle pass. But uh-huh. it's not one of those battle passes like... Look, I, I'm not trying to throw shade on this game because we both love it. Steve loves it as well. It's just one that is an easy comparison to make. Halo Infinite, a free-to-play uh-huh. competitive shooter. Granted, it's not Battle Royale, but, you know, this last Battle Pass of theirs, there was a handful of things on the Battle Pass where I was like, oh, well, that's cool. But everything else on a 100-level Battle Pass didn't really do it for me. Yeah, the Fortnite battle pass strong ends with Spider Gwen, but the other stuff on the battle pass very cool. I've got a, I don't know what you call him. He's a bear made out of goo, who's being piloted like a mech suit by another little bear in his chest. Yeah, the the bear's little Grizz, and he made a cybernetic slurp suit. Look at this. Will knows the lore. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting there. And then there's like, um, you know, like uh, there's a, a guy, uh, one of the characters on the battle pass, his name is Twin. And he's got one version and then like he puts on a VR headset and he goes into um, VR or whatever and he's a lady. So like there's two different versions of that. There's a, um, a, a cat, a, a stoner looking cat that's wearing a beanie and t-shirts and jeans like they've got all this cool fucking creative shit even if it's not licensed like the original yeah. Fortnite content is strong too that's what i was gonna say they have quite the creative team over there banging out amazing original content and then there's all this other stuff to customize like soundtracks mm-hmm. soundtracks for the uh seasons or some of the original characters you have art, you know, Emotes. art stills that play through, you know, your loading screens. You have emotes, you know, you have dances, you have all these different customizable things that you can want. And one of the great things I think, you know, Fortnite does with the V-Bucks, though I'm not myself, you know, partial to spend a whole bunch, um, things are appropriately priced to where... You feel like you spend like five to ten bucks in V bucks, and you get something really cool in ter- return. Like you'll get exactly a, a skin, a glider, a harvesting tool. You know what I mean? Like it comes in like a package. Most of them do, right? Um, but if you want to buy those things individually, they're appropriately priced for right. whatever the individual items are. Right. They're not these big cash grabs, you know, at the beginning of the week. And that's one of the things that when I look at the store in Halo Infinite. I'm like, oh, this is this week's gimmicky cash grab. Like, you know, it doesn't feel like that in Fortnite. Yeah, and and in Fortnite definitely embraces the gimmick too. Like everything's right. gimmicky in Fortnite. Everything's a gimmick, right? Everything, Everything is, is a gimmick. It 
fully embraces the me. Stick on stick on stick. Yeah, like everything yep, like, is super um, corn dog. When I got that alien bundle that came with the Xenomorph and Ripley, the special emote that it came with was like a chest burster emote. And I was like, ooh. That's a loot llama, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, when I got it, I was like, well, how is this going to work? That seems a little like. Graphic. Know, yeah, a little graphic for Fortnite. But you know, when the chest burster comes out, instead of it being like, you know, the alien, it's a loot llama from. Yeah. And it comes out and it sprays confetti. Like it's got that Fortnite goofiness to it. Uh huh. And then one of my favorite things about Fortnite, um, look, the skins do it a like the skins do a big part of it for me. I love strutting around in a cool skin, whether it be licensed or it be Fortnite original. I'll be honest, right. with you, I've been leaning Fortnite original a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. Will and I got matching corn cob dudes. You know, I had to do that. I was like, oh yeah, we're going. It's, corn. it's, it's the corn, it, it, the them corn boys coming for you. We got um. Matching aliens like Grays. Um, Will has a mushroom guy. I love when he breaks out the mushroom guy. The mushroom guy. Mushroom is awesome. man, the mushroom man. I love the mushroom man. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's like, uh, look, I'm a sucker for fucking anything with cats on it. I don't know why. I guess because I'm extremely on the internet. But the minute I see a cat skin, I'm like, well, oh, a cat samurai. Oh, twist my arm. <laughs> Here's a couple V bucks. Neon high. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, I am also unashamed to say that, like, I check the Fortnite store every day. Like, I know when it refreshes, it refreshes at 7 o'clock our time. Every day at 7, if I'm free, I'm checking that fucking Fortnite store, see what's up there. Today, by the I way, Will, Iron Man. Oh, wow. Yep. Again, you know, again, not my thing. I don't check every day. But I can see why you would. You know what I mean? I can see why it would be fun to get on there and check every day and see what today's little surprise is. You know, that's a lot. I feel like that's good quality content effort. I would say, you know, <clears throat> the two games, the two quote-unquote free-to-play games I've put the most time into are Halo Infinite and Fortnite, right? Like, I don't right. think Dead by Daylight counts because there is an initial purchase for that, and then there's DLC, and then they have microtransactions for outfits and stuff in Dead by Daylight. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the two free-to-play games I've played the most are Halo Infinite and Fortnite. And I think by this point, I've probably still played a lot more Halo Infinite than Fortnite, but it's hard not to compare the two uh, experiences. I mean, they are both free to play games as service, right? Right, with microtransactions, driven by right. microtransactions and battle passes. Right. And obviously, this is the thing, man. We also got to acknowledge that Fortnite's been out for five years now, right? Yeah. Halo Infinite is still rolling along. They've clearly got some things to figure it out. I think they'll get it there, right? But right. it's hard not to compare the two and feel like, oh, this is how you should do this whole free-to-play thing. Make it exciting right. like this, and I, I totally get it. Um, you know, I don't know. And I th I think it results from the same... You know how when we talk about Star Wars, a lot of time we reference Marvel. You know, oh, it should be fun, like, you know, these big Marvel movies. Um, and that's sometimes that's really hard to translate, right? Like, yeah. it's not a one-to-one -one comparison, no. Marvel Universe to Star Wars. And neither so is like, Halo Infinite to Fortnite. That's what I was going to say. You know? Like, Halo Infinite to Fortnite, it can't necessarily be a one-to-one -one comparison because a lot of it wouldn't translate oh, yeah. from one side to another. The last thing I want in Halo Infinite is, like, the the license stuff. Fucking, that would, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Harley Quinn Spartan. Like, right, yeah, yeah right, or, like, or Rick and Morty. Like, while yeah. I think those things are so cool... In Fortnite, I would not think they were as cool as as cool in uh, Infinite. It would kind of bug exactly. Me. That's because that's where they belong. Fortnite's right? where they belong. Fortnite is where they belong. Fortnite is this weird, almost, and I hate to use the term metaverse type situation where all these things can exist together, and they're all super cartoony mm. and silly. It and, is. It's it's a multiverse. You know, it is mm -hmm. a. It, is it a place where different intellectual properties and characters can coexist, you know, in a multidimensional facet? Uh, and no one is bothered by that because the corniness and the, the surrealness of the experience 
is what you know, lends it. itself to that. Yeah, and this is the thing. Like, uh, so the thing that really sets Fortnite apart from other battle royales is um, the building, right? The, there's mm-hmm. this. You can gather materials while you you know play the game, and then you can build stuff. And that, like, for, for you as it was for me, the building was always this thing where I was like, eh, I don't no, know about you. it. Yeah, Not for me, mechanic. Yeah, that doesn't really seem like my jam. I, like, it seemed too confusing. The times uh-huh. I tried to, tried to play Fortnite before and did try to build, it just seemed super confusing. It just seemed like a handy place to die on. Right. Like, and then <laughs> I so, build a bunch of shit and get killed building a bunch of shit. Then when Will and I start playing, I tell him, like, let's not worry about it. Let's not build. Just focus on, you know, getting the mechanics of the shooting and stuff down. And it became quickly apparent that, like, that was our key to a success as a Fortnite yeah, right. duo is we don't build. and We, we don't, don't build. We do not build. Oh, well, you it know, has become a, a mantra you know, when we encounter a, a duo that is building. We're like, hey, hey, guys, we don't we build. Don't build. Um, and we keep specific measures on hand to deal with builders, like mm-hmm. the firefly jars or the, the fire uh, fireworks gun. You talking about you want to build a wooden tower in front of me? Okay. All right. You want to build your own coffin? All right. Let's light this bitch on fire. We're lighting this up like it's a wicker man, baby. Uh, oh, and man. the Kamehameha wave was nice because it was another anti-building measure. And and ev- the junk riffs. Those were cool. People always but, say, again, hey. cool power moves that have cycled out mm-hmm. that were there for a minute and have cycled out. I'm sure they may come back, but the novelty of those items... I think it's part of what brings people back as well. Yeah. Well, so like people always say to me, well, why don't you, do you know there's a no build mode? And I go, no, I like punk and the, the kids that are building that like right. there is that to me, that is the, the, the uh, ultimate test of my skill is if I can come up against a seasoned Fortnite player who's building like crazy and come out on top, the victor. And it happens. That's it. More times than not, do I will and love... I get pu- <laughs> do will and I get punked by builders? Yes, it happens. Absolutely happens. Master builders, it happens. Not as and much I as respect think. their ability to mm-hmm. shut me down with their building. It's impressive sometimes. Yeah, but I like it. Like you said, I prefer the challenge. I prefer the you know in Dragon Ball essence, like the weighted Goku's weighted training clothing. Like I feel like it makes me stronger. Right. To have the challenge, the number two headband, if you will, from oh, Afro Samurai. Yeah, man. And you brought up another, what I do think is an essential part of the appeal of Fortnite is it's constantly changing, right? Like, right. So we started about, I think, halfway through the last chapter, and then the newest chapter just started a couple of weeks ago. But the entire time, weapons were being vaulted and unvaulted so there was a a week where it was all fire weapons and they were dropping this bow and arrow fire torque bow yeah yeah and and they were dropping a shotgun that shot fire and the the firefly draw jars were more prominent and then they took those away and they did like a week of silenced weapons where all the smgs and assault rifles were silenced like always stuff moving in and out always something new to sort of fuck around with especially for newer players like us right and then the new chapter hits and the map changes in huge ways there's new there's this new chrome mechanic where you can splash you and your buddy with this chrome uh uh bomb and you turn into like this fucking james cameron abyss blob and you can shoot across Mm -hmm. the map real fast and phase through walls like this brand new mechanic that's just introduced and it's part of the game for now you know Uh it'll go away just like the kamehameha went away another thing it's interesting to see these things come up in real time because you will see people innovatively and creatively use these uh equipment and weapons in ways that you hadn't necessarily anticipated Mm -hmm. and you yourself may find handy little uses you know, like the merging through walls or, you know, just any way you can use some of these items. So as soon as they hit, like you're kind of watching your you and your enemies 
evolve in their understanding of these new items and how they're used and what their weaknesses are. That's really cool. Another way to keep the game fresh, right? Like exactly. constantly having to figure something out new. One of the things that kept me away from Fortnite in the beginning was its popularity with the younger crowd. I kind of just wrote it off as a kid's game, you know, mm-hmm. kitty game, like popular with the kids. Um, but I haven't, uh, it may still be popular with the younger crowd, but that hasn't diminished my enjoyment of playing it with you. Right. Um, well, I think we also probably make the right call in just doing Xbox party chat and not doing like, I don't know if there is proximity chat or yeah, open we chat. don't expose ourselves no. to any possible toxicity. No, we just jump in and annihilate annihilate yep. send kids That's to bed without dessert and then hyper lethal vectors i'm uh, pretty sure we're responsible for a broken controller or a keyboard one of my um <clears throat> favorite Fortnite memories was one night and 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 will actually sat this one game out because he was having communication issues we were playing with our buddy sal from the rogue rebels and luke cruiser that dastardly dastardly some bitch from <laughs> bad motivators um we, we don't need no them. motivators like that we don't need here. no mo- yeah, that's right mama burkhart we were playing um fortnite one night and since sal was on playstation we were using the in-game chat and there were some communication issues will had like a weird glitch going on so he was like you guys go ahead play a game i'll get this figured out and we'll all link up and so it was sal's first game of fortnite ever but his kids are big into Fortnite. So in the background, while we're playing with Sal, we can hear his kids being like, you got to gather resources. And I'm going, Sal. First thing you do, do break not... that stuff down. Yep. And I was going, Sal, don't listen to them. We don't build. Tell them this is old man Fortnite night and we don't <laughs> and build. And we don't build. And that was the genesis of the we don't build meme. Yep, that was. Because we do Old not man build. Fortnite. Old man Fortnite night, baby. We don't build. I'm going to get us bowling shirts. Bowling made. shirts? Yep. That would be good. Like the 501st dudes. But Loot we, llama on the back. We don't build. We don't build. See ya. Um, but yeah, man. I, my dream one day, like, I wish we could just get <coughs> our, me, our butt. Like, I, I wish we could talk Steve and Nick into playing Fortnite with us just one night or one weekend. Because I know it would be fun, and it would be funny. Maybe they don't stick around, but, like, I know Steve. It's it's just not Steve's thing. I get it. I could hear it in Nick's voice last weekend. I could Where hear he could it. be persuaded. Yeah, he goes, so, well, is this crossplay? And we are like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Got him. Uh, so I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the other cool shit that they do in Fortnite. There are, like, map or world events that go on. So for the previous chapter, Will and I would get into the game, we'd be on the fucking party bus waiting to drop in, and every time we'd notice an Imperial shuttle, the shuttle Tiderian, would circle the bus and they'd go land down somewhere. And we just never really thought anything about it, and one day we were both like, let's go see what's out there where it lands. And I'm sure every fucking Fortnite player in the planet knew what was down there, but we didn't. And no, we get we were down still there, fresh. and Darth Vader and two stormtroopers are down there, and it's like a boss encounter. You could fight Darth Vader, and if you beat him, you get his lightsaber and a couple E eleven blasters, and it was fucking cool, man. All of which are balling and powerful. Yep. <clears throat> and now there's a whole ass boss encounter in a special location with this lady named the Herald, I think. That's quests involved in her defeat. Like this whole long uh, story quest that you can do while you're playing the Battle Royale, like with side objectives and XP and shit. It was really cool. Um, Out of everywhere on the map, buddy, what would you say our favorite place to drop is? Oh, hands down, Rave Cave. It's the Rave Cave, 100%. All it took was one trip to the rave cave for us to figure out, oh, you can get really like loaded out, get your shields all the way up. I came out of there looking like a fallout yeah. guy, like carrying every weapon known to myself, <laughs> every known to man through the wasteland. The um, 
the rave cave is like such a good spot if especially if you can get there like if the the path of the bus is sort of far away from it and you can get out there by yourself with some time to shop around and mingle you are going to get loaded up you'll be fully shielded up last chapter there was a special hidden door that we found that like it required two players to be there to open it like scans you and then would open there's all kinds of baller ass shit in there now it's that door is there but it requires a key because the gimmick this chapter is the keys drop and you can use the keys to unlock vaults on the map Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but really good the map seems to change up a little bit with every battle pass Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And little ways in between, because when the Dragon Ball Z stuff came around, yeah, you know, the Kami House showed up, and they started dropping the capsules where you could get the the Nimbus and the Kamehameha wave, which like balling, amazing, so right. much fun. Um, and, and what's interesting is I feel like when those things first get introduced, they seem a little OP. Like the Kamehameha uh-huh. wave at first, I even thought like, damn, this might be a little unfair how much we were owning with it. But quickly you figure out like strategies to combat these yeah. things, right? Like it oh. suspends you high in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, it's slow to aim and, and swipe once you fire. Like, so there, like you said, there are weaknesses right. to get, you know, somebody with a command way away. And so I'm well past the days of getting angry at a video game. You know what I mean? I'm uh-huh. not the kind of guy that gets heated when we're playing an online game. I could get annoyed occasionally. But not once have I ever gotten mad at a game of Fortnite. Even if I got doo-doo stomped two minutes into the game, I'm just like, oh, well, that's fucked up. Like, there's been more than one match where Will and I both have gotten taken out by an AI-controlled wolf. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's just wacky shit that happens in games of Fortnite sometimes. It's part of the appeal to me. Um, and it's always the pet of someone I slaughtered, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so the wolf is on a revenge. Oh yeah, because that's another thing. You can tame wolves and boars and wear ride them around the the map. You can fish. You can like. There's so many. The fishing different... is neat. The yeah. shark is neat. There's a loot shark you can fucking hunt. There's llamas. Yeah. There's like. There's so many extra systems going on in a game of Fortnite vending machines and upgrade benches but it never feels too complicated you know no. what i mean like it's all simple oh this exactly. this color gun's better than that color gun switch it out you know what i mean uh-huh so man i like some Fortnite it's a good game it's well made i don't know if the folks at epic kind of stumbled into greatness and just continued to build on that because it just kind of that seems like it's what happened i think that is what happened it, because it i don't know the that original they had the, intent of the game yeah i don't because I, I don't think they had that all of this thought out from the beginning mm-hmm. i just think they have been very well in adapting to what their player base want and providing quality content to keep the numbers coming in well uh, so... and while i think it's a great thing you know I, it, part of me is scared because you know, Fortnite is Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto Online have been so successful financially. I'm scared that people are less interested in pushing the envelope of video games and more interested in creating prof, you know, profit centers, profit sources that yeah. Continue to put out for long periods of time. I mean, like you're going to see, you're always, the way video games and, and really any kind of entertainment industry seem to work is like something comes out, it's huge. And then there's the scramble to see like, oh, well, how can we recreate this? Right. So like, how yeah, can we flood the market until it's no longer pleasant? I Well, that's not, I don't think that's their intent, but it's trying to hop on the trend while the money's there. Right. Like, right. Um, Obviously, the effect of Fortnite is every other fucking Battle Royale game you've ever seen advertised or played. That's its effect. Every free-to-play Battle Royale that comes out that makes two fucking cents better rub those two pennies together and be like, thanks, Fortnite. Thanks for the two pennies. The the only reason Apex Legends exists is because of Fortnite. But it's an excellent... Like, that's the thing. Like, to me... 
there's always going to be the standouts, right? Like, right. Just because you take inspiration that some from something that came before, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think in, right. in a, a lot wholly of ways, different game, right? Right. Like, but to take that formula and find something cool to do with it, like Apex Legends, I think that's an excellent um, example of like mixing up the genre and taking your own approach to it, making it more right. of a hero shooter slash exactly um, battle royale um <clears throat> but i i think you know when a game is that massively successful i mean epic is worth a lot of money today because of fortnite more so oh, yeah. than gears of war or unreal tournament they say gears of who unreal what like the Unreal Engine and Fortnite have those jokers swimming around in a bank full of fucking gold coins, like Scrooge McDuck. You know, I like, mean, my first ex- my first introduction to Fortnite was on uh, there's a Disney Channel show called Player Select, that's and the it other was thing. a bunch of YouTubers, basically video game YouTubers, and Fortnite would be one of the ones they played a lot of. Of course, there was the other ones, you know, like. There's some of the VR job simulator stuff and like uh, enter the gungeon. Like there's a bunch of games that were in that cycle at the time on player select, but a big one, big one was Fortnite. That's another reason. That's another big part of Fortnite's success is it's being adopted by stream uh, streamers in a big way. You gotta like some of the bigger Fortnite streamers definitely help that game out. And the other thing is, is Fortnite is just sanitized enough for like, you know your average soccer mom and dad to be cool with their kids playing it. Does it got? Guns? That is exactly yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah, but it's not like say. you know, it's not overly there's violent. N- like you know, there's there no aren't blood. puddles of blood on the ground. Yeah. You're not doing finishing moves. No, no one's going to the gulag. You no. know what I mean? Like no, it's cartoony. Is... It's colorful. It's goofy. It's enough like... camp and corn and cheese. Yeah. for you to be okay with your kid and by you know, the way it's free <clears throat> older you know what i mean right. like there's no expense you can play you can play fortnite and have just as much fun as will and i have playing it without buying a single skin right the gameplay right. loop is fun like the skins do a lot of it for me because i like to look cool <laughs> mm-hmm. for once in my goddamn life um <laughs> we know we're getting and toward in towards the end of the episode when i start getting off the rails like that but yeah slowly but surely you don't have to buy the battle pass but you can still earn credits to Mm -hmm. get a handful of v bucks and therefore could save your v bucks to buy something it's still free you know what i mean over time so like it's not like you have to sink money in the game even to get some of the neat collectibles that that exist right right it's you know i think they do have a decent enough uh system for the microtransactions like is it dirty absolutely it's microtransactions though i've seen worse um so i don't know man i think i've seen battlefield 2042 we're talking about worse well that's i haven't i haven't seen a shop i have that's the worst shop i've ever seen oh my god yeah and i have tried to you know I paid a hundred damn dollars for that game, you know, pre-order launch with all the bells and whistles. And I was try I've been trying not lately, but a while back I was trying to squeeze my money's enjoyment and time out of that game. And I don't know that I can, that's like yeah. trying to squeeze blood from a stone. I don't know yeah. if it's possible to get my money's worth of enjoyment out of that game. I don't think so, buddy. I think that, well, I mean, they could turn it around, but I don't know. It's pretty much DOA. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what there is to turn around. Um, so our recommendation from Halls and Will, try out Fortnite. Give it a try. Like if you got a battle buddy, royale game. Yeah, you got a buddy to play with. Fortnite. Stop being so goddamn serious about video games and fucking play a little Fortnite and have a good time. You know what? Stream it. Somebody might watch you and have a good time. Well, that's what I was gonna say. If you ever seeing your shenanigans, you guys ever feel like uh, watching me and Will stream Fortnite? We do that occasionally now. Uh, follow uh, my Twitch channel, Blue Harvest Pod on twitch which um, you might be able to find from the blue harvest homepage. you just might also if you don't already you should listen to mine and will's uh, star wars podcast blue harvest you should follow this podcast right here at high potion pod follow me at blue harvest pod follow steve at stoned cobra send us an email what's your favorite 
Fortnite character or Fortnite? Uh, no, not Fortnite. Battle Royale. What's your favorite Battle Royale? What you got against Fortnite? Why don't you let or us? Or maybe know? yeah, maybe what you do or don't like about Fortnite. Highpotionpod at gmail dot com. Leave us a review, High, please. High Potion is probably the best video game discussion content out there at the moment. I don't. And know. I know that I'm biased, but dude, you guys are fucking hilarious and the two of you are so damn knowledgeable about everything i don't know how it gets any better than this video game podcasting thanks well listen i've told you and steve both but you guys have done me many solids this year and buddy i'll never be able to express how much dicking around in fortnite with me almost every night means to me because it's been well keeping me a little sane to have that fucking to look forward to so why you don't know we, it's my saving grace. Why don't we stop with all the mushy mushy and go play some goddamn Fortnite right now? How's that sound? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, I'm we'll itching for a victory crown. Oh, yeah, we're getting it. Tonight, baby. We'll see you guys next week. Ah!